This episode of Cold Sports is brought to you by Studio, a company that focuses on elegant, stylish, classy headphones and earbuds. Go to coldsports.com and upon checkout, use the promo code COLD to save an extra 15% off your purchase. Studio is the place that designs your sound experience. Welcome to Call Sports. You have entered the zone called sports on another level. And now, here's your host, Cole Johnson. Call Sports! I am that man, your man, the illustrious tour guide, Cole Johnson. And on this episode, we're going to climb into head coaching changes, quarterback changes, and ejections. Hmm. We're also going to award the dole of the week. Actually, going to be two, and we're going to put a subject on the further review I haven't before. This will be interesting. But for right now, headlines, please. Dateline Knoxville. So what could possibly be the most embarrassing head coaching search continues with even more comical flair. Enter the defensive coordinator for the Ohio State football team, Greg Schiano. The former Rutgers head coach and former Tampa Bay Buccaneers coach was just about this close to signing a dotted line to be the head man at Tennessee when boosters, alumni, and students revolted to the point where they painted something on the rock that said, quote, Schiano covered up child rape at Penn State. Close quote. Now, this was a grievance in a 2015 court deposition, which former Penn State assistant Michael Quarry claimed that another coach told him that Shiano witnessed an incident involving Jerry Sandusky and a boy in the early 1990s. Now, to Shiano's credit, he has denied the claim. Nevertheless, because of that, he is not going to be on the sidelines for the 2018 season for the white and orange. In other news, Dateline College Station. Sticking to college, Jimbo Fisher, the man who succeeded and successfully succeeded, longtime former head coach Bobby Bowden decided to take a hike, go from Tallahassee and travel to Texas. Well, it's quite easy to travel there when the team that he's going to, Texas A&M University, slides a contract that has 10 years, $75 million on it. Can you fault the man? And somewhat the Florida State President John Thrasher can't really fault him either. Quote, Coach Fisher did an exceptional job as both an assistant coach at FSU and in the challenging role of successor to the legendary Bobby Bowden. I believe Texas A&M is getting one of the best coaches in college football. Close quote. Yeah. They are probably getting, quote, one of the best coaches in college football, close quote. But they're also getting someone that you are not going to pay seven and a half million dollars a year. Take that for what you will. Dateline, New York City. So the Bronx Bombers found their man who was going to lead them on the bench in 2018. Enter Aaron Boone, or if I was a Red Sox fan, it would be Aaron Boone. He will be the next Yankees manager to succeed Joe Girardi. 
After interviewing recently retired outfielder Carlos Beltran, longtime Yankees coach Rob Thompson, and former Indians manager Eric Wedge, amongst others. Now, for those who probably don't know who Aaron Boone is, of course, those in Boston do, think back to Game 7 of the 2003 American League Championship Series. Yes, he was the man that put a blast in the left field and extended the curse of the Bambino for one more October. Dateline Cleveland. Now, this really hurts my heart. Point guard Derrick Rose is contemplating retirement. After not playing since the 7th of November due to a lingering ankle injury, Rose has decided to take a break and to ponder if he should be on the court. A team source told ESPN the following. Quote, he's tired of being hurt and is taking a toll on him mentally. Close quote. Now, I can understand that because I think back to his campaign in 2011 where he was jumping up, out, and through the gym. He was probably the most explosive point guard we've ever seen, and now people will forget that because they see, one, Russell Westbrook, and two, they see how ailing Rose has been as of the last five years. This really hurts my heart because every time I see that name, Derrick Rose, I think back to, man, I want the 2011 version of him to return so bad. And it looks like, from all appearances, so does he. And that is really the most disappointing part. Dateline, New York City. (sighs) Again. What is the Giants head coach, Ben McAdoo, thinking? Somebody please tell me because I don't get why earlier this week he decided to bench Eli Manning in favor of Geno Smith. In the article on the Giants website, McAdoo had this to say about the new move. Quote, Geno will start this week. Over the last five games, we will take a look at Geno and we will also give Davis an opportunity. Close quote. The Davis in question is rookie quarterback Davis Webb. The Giants, of course, are now 2-9, and and they're looking for a spark of some sort, and I guess they're thinking they need to look toward the future instead of the past. Here's the problem. If you had a banged-up receiving core, an offensive line that is absolutely atrocious, and a running game that is non-existent, don't you think a quarterback 35 or 25 would struggle mightily to actually move the ball? This isn't Eli's fault. Granted, Eli's 36. Fine. Okay, so you're putting the handwriting on the wall. All right, Eli, you're old. We're looking for somebody new. Your time in being the Giants starting quarterback is over. Okay, fine. Problem with that, though, is you can handle this a whole lot better. Because I heard a story, McAdoo, that you decided to give Eli, who has a 210-game consecutive start streak, that as of the date on this show that will end when they take the field next you say well this to keep the streak going we'll have you start the first half and then we will bench you the second half (sighs) you're clueless just like you had to deal with the controversy back in october of your players revolting against you and you calling them saying it's fake news when you meant anonymous you came very close to being dull to the week, McAdoo, because this move is weak and whack. This is almost as bad as a Sean McDermott move in the same state in which you reside, benching a quarterback that actually was doing well and to replace him with a rookie who in 30 minutes time threw for only 66 yards and five interceptions. Bad management. Dateline Cleveland. Again? 
So we talked about LeBron James in his 1072nd game and comparing him to the great Michael Jordan because 1072 games is how many he played in his entire career. Now LeBron James's 1082nd game, he gets ejected for the first time in his NBA career. It was at the end of the third quarter in their pretty much route of the heat when James decided to get a little bit testy with the referee. Thinking he was fouled, he talked endlessly about the incident, let it go, then he got ejected. Well, here's the point counterpoint to all of this. Well, this is LeBron James' point of view about the ejection. Quote, I got fouled all the way up the court from the time that I stripped him all the way until I got to the rim. I said what I had to say and then I moved on, but he decided I should get ejected. It is what it is. We got the win and that's what's most important. Close quote. Well, the referee that ejected Mr. James, Kane Fitzgerald, had this to say in his rationale of ejecting one King James. Quote. It was a culmination of a couple different acts. Immediately after the no call, he turned and threw an air punch directly at me. And then he aggressively charged at me. And then he used vulgarity in my ear a few times. Close quote. Okay. I think I can piece this together. So the refs, or at least this ref, seemed to have some rabbit ears. And LeBron, who I'm not really caping for him, he really didn't do anything that deserves an ejection. He didn't touch the ref. He just was talking about a call. Now, if James got physical with the ref, then I could see the ejection happening, and that would be fair. But uh, vulgarities and arguing a call? That sounds like a regular NBA athlete to me, because that seems to be what superstars do. Come on, man. Grow a set. Please. No, that's that's ridiculous. Dateline Nashville. Predators defenseman P.K. Subban has been the toast of Nashville ever since he arrived last year. He is taken to Nashville well, country music fan, is eating at all the good places, enjoying the Broadway strip. And in the interview that he did with ESPN.com, he displayed all of that and then some. One of the biggest parts of what he had to say came with the question that ESPN.com asked about a guy who plays hockey, but he stated that he was not just a hockey player. And the reporter asked him, what did he mean by that? Subban had this to say in response to that question. Quote, there is a time and a place when it needs to be all about hockey. I don't think that 24 hours a day, seven days a week. How do you choose to spend that time when it's not all about hockey? It's completely up to you. Nobody is in their right to tell anybody how to spend their free time. If you like to spend it with your family and your kids, fantastic. If you want to spend it with your girlfriend, great. If you want to spend it doing charitable work, great. If you want to spend it through endorsements and marketing stuff, great. If you want to spend it sitting at home watching TV, that's the luxury of the job we have. When we have free time, we could do whatever we want with it. Hockey isn't 24 hours a day, seven days a week, but you are always conscious of the fact that you are a professional and you have to manage your body and manage your energy. It doesn't mean you can't have other interests. I think everybody you see in sports nowadays, not just myself, but other athletes in general, now are taking interest in things other than their main profession, which is fine. But the reality is your performance level can't drop regardless of what you decide to do. You have to continue to perform at that level you've been paid and expected to perform at. That's the deal. Close quote. And yeah, I agree with that. I think we do sometimes pigeonhole athletes. We think that they are only good for whatever they do on the ice in this case or on the diamond or on the field or on the court and we divorce the humanity of them away from the athlete that was a really good point by Saban and well 
He's been one breath of fresh air for hockey in general and Nashville in particular. So I thank you, sir. You did a wonderful job that interview and man, eat up Nashville because that's a great city. When I come back, we're going to talk about an odorous subject matter in a further review, but immediately following the break, Dote of the Week time is next. <laughs> You want to speak on air? ColdSportsWithAZ.com You want a pair of headphones from Studio? Click on that link on ColdSportsWithAZ.com You want to listen to voiceovers and commercials? ColdSportsWithAZ.com You want to read books? Call Johnson the author and the books are on sale at ColdSportsWithAZ.com You want to check out the guest appearances Cole Johnson has made? ColdSportsWithAZ.com You want to join that Facebook group where you can make your presence felt? Come on down! ColdSportsWithAZ.com And you want to check out the free book The Five Greatest Quarterbacks in NFL History? ColdSportsWithAZ.com You want to check out the past episodes and the present and one as of right now. Whatever you savor, come on down to Cole Sports with the Z dot com and enjoy yourself. Cole Sports available on Cole Sports with the Z dot com. Come on, I can't hear you. Let's get hype. Come on now. Feel the love. Feel the energy. Let's get it. Oh, yes. Yeah. Say it with your chest. Welcome back to Cole Sports. Cole Johnson here on the mic as always. We ain't wasting time. We're getting right down to the adult of the week. Sponsored by nobody. But we're still going to give it to you straight with no chaser. Here is your winner. No. Here are your winners of this episode's Dota of the Week. They are... Cornerback for the Denver Broncos, Akeem Talib, and wide receiver for the Oakland Raiders, Michael Crabtree. Now, this ridiculousness started not this past Sunday. No, 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 no. It started 11 months ago. Yes, January 1st, 2017. The Raiders were in Denver. First quarter, Crabtree is running what looks to be an out route. And there's a little pushing by both of them. And Tlaib sees a chain on Crabtree's neck and he rips the chain off of him. Now, Crabtree didn't respond. He just looked dumbfounded. And in the press conference after that game, Crabtree said, quote, I wanted to do something. 
but I had to make a business decision. Close quote. Fast forward to last Sunday, and the two are now in Oakland. First quarter again, they go at it. It seemed like it was a wrestling match that started inside the chalk. Then it went outside the chalk and to the sideline where the two men tussled and fell after Talib ripped another gold chain off of Crabtree's neck. So they go at it, they wrestle on the sideline, then it's broken up, and then the two of them get back on the field near an end zone, probably near the black hole side of the end zone, and both men decide to throw punches. Crabtree had a chance to throw a haymaker at Talib. The problem, though, is he was wearing a helmet at the time talking about Talib. So why would Crabtree throw a punch at a helmet clad man? Was the gold chain that meaningful enough for you to do something like that? Now, I know some of you will probably come down on me and say, wait a minute, what is Crabtree supposed to do? He's not supposed to be punked out. He's supposed to actually stand up for himself when someone bullies him. Bravo. Yes. My issue with Crabtree, and I'll say this to you, Michael, is that you shouldn't wear a gold chain in the first place. Or if you're going to wear a gold chain, do it underneath all of the padding so that it doesn't show and that someone can't just go in there and rip it off your neck. Simple, basic understanding. However, I guess that isn't simple nor basic in understanding. Then on Talib's side. What is the point in trying to necklace Jack, another player on the field? What does that prove? Uh, doing that costs you and it costs your team because you are the best defender on the secondary for the Broncos. You're gone. Crabtree is, I guess you could say, the most reliable, won't say best, but most reliable wide receiver for the Raiders. He's gone. And over what? Over something that even fifth graders do not do. Or if they do, they learn and say, okay, it's not really worth it. No. You guys are close to 30, if not over 30, and you're doing sophomoric, childish, immature stuff on the field. What's the logic in that? Well, the NFL decided to suspend you for two games, but as Michael Signora of NFL Football Info laid out on Twitter, the NFL had a change of heart. Quote, Appeals officer Derek Brooks reduced suspension of Michael Crabtree from two games to one game. Appeals officer James Thrash reduced suspension of Akita Lee from two games to one game. Brooks and Thrash jointly appointed by the NFL and the NFL Players Association. Close quote. Oh, and the game resulted in a 21 to 14 victory by the Raiders. <laughs> but you wouldn't know that because the more important thing is not the fact that the Broncos are three and eight, nor the Raiders are five and six. It's the fact that you have two knuckleheads wanted to toss because one jacked the chain and the other wanted to throw blows and act as though he was a wrestler. Grow up. You all are NFL players. You all are men. Grow up. And if you knew this was an issue, Mr. Crabtree, don't put yourself out there for the issue to happen again. But you did because you thought you're big, bad and bold. And oh, and what happened to the business decision then? Because it was a business decision that you didn't go ham on to leave in January. But here it is late November and that business decision changed. So I guess the business decision was to swing. That doesn't matter. Our season's in the toilet. I guess I can throw punches and wrestle the guy down to the ground. They won't miss me. Bravo. Wonderful thinking. Yeah, the team loves it. 
Same thing with you, Talib. The team loves the fact that you have two chain bodies on Michael Crabtree, and you can also add one ejection and suspension for the two necklaces. The fact that I'm even talking about this is ludicrous and ridiculous. (sighs) Fools need to get out of my face. When I come back, players are calling for serious attention to a certain aspect of life. And upon further review. All right, VIP, I know you only want the best, right? You want your sports coverage stylish and classy. Well, how about your earbuds and headphones? That's where Studio comes into play. I'm wearing a pair of Studio headphones right now called the Region. They're my favorite. They're comfortable. They look great. And the sound quality is excellent. You get impeccable clarity in instrumental tones and a well-balanced sound. Plus, you have the option to go wireless by connecting to any Bluetooth device or connect to a computer with the auxiliary cord. They combine high-polished metal with matte finishes, and that embodies the vision of Scandinavian design. And you can personalize the region if you like. Studio has also the trade, the Vasa, the Vasa Blow, the clang of the TVA earbuds along with the region headphones. So, the choice is yours. If you want to listen to Cold Sports and other audio with class, style, and sophistication, go to the show notes in this episode, click on the studio link, and upon checkout, use the promo code COLE to save 15% off your new purchase. Upon checkout, use the promo code COLE to save 15% off your new purchase. Studio, designing your sound experience. Hi, I'm Cole Johnson of Cole Sports. But when I'm not putting forth the classiest sports show on the planet, I'm entertaining other people. Shows.pippa, that's P-I-P-P-A dot I-O forward slash revelations. That is the place where we communicate truth to power. What do I mean by that? It is humans talking with humans, learning from humans, digging deeper into what makes a person tick, what makes them rise, what makes them fall, what makes them come back. It is all about transcending what life is about and learning from the individuals at hand. That is Pippa.com. Also, you can go on to milehighradio.com, that's M-I-L-E-H-I-R-A-D-I-O, every Saturday, noon Eastern, 11 Central, 10 Mountain, 9 a.m. Pacific. That's milehighradio.com, noon Eastern, 9 Pacific, every Saturday. Revelations is the place where we change the world one conversation at a time. Next episode of Cole Sports, college football. They will have their final four. Well, who is going to be those four teams who will compete for your love on New Year's Eve and New Year's Day for the chance to compete for the national championship? Also, the NBA is heating up. NFL, of course, is heating up. We're getting to the stretch run. And of course, the Dota of the Week will be rewarded. And we will put another subject upon further review. 
That's for next week. For next month, January 28th to be exact, Cole Sports presents the VIP Honors. Sunday, January 28th, that's between Championship Weekend and Super Bowl of the NFL. Tune in, where we have the award show to end all award shows in all the sports. What are some of the awards that will be awarded? Well, how about VIP of the Year, the Skit of the Year, the Segment of the Year, the Upon Further Review Segment of the Year, and then, of course, the award to end all the awards for the night, the Dolt of the Year. That's right, we're going to have your favorite personalities present these awards as well and yours truly making the event gold off without a hitch january 28th 2018 that is a month and three weeks from now you got plenty of time plenty of time and if you feel the need to want to express yourself all you have to do is email your mp3 your wav or your m4a to info that's info at coldsports with a z.com that's info at coldsports.com coldsports with a z or you can go to coldsports.com click onto the vip speak link save with your chest january 28th the vip honors See, that is for January. We're in December. In fact, we just barely got into December. But a subject that has been weighing heavily upon sports in general and football in particular, even with a little pinch of basketball, that's the subject and the focus for this episode's Upon Further Review. Big talk has been, can the NFL curb concussions? Is it possible to have the athlete heal in any place or every place on their body? And is there something that could heal it? Well, players and researchers are coming close to thinking that something is cannabis or weed or marijuana. Whatever the choice you want to name it, this substance is supposed to heal properties on football players. Take into account linebacker Derek Borkin of the Titans. In a report last year by CNN, this is what he had to say about his health in accordance to what marijuana could do to help it. Quote, I'm concerned about my health. I'm going on year seven playing in the NFL, and I think we need to know what the options are when it comes to taking care of our bodies. Close quote. He and eight former players have co-signed a letter with the Doctors for Cannabis Regulation and is calling the NFL to change its position on marijuana banishment. The letter states the following. Quote, Cannabis deserves the serious attention of your medical staff as a viable pain management alternative and potential neuroprotectant. Close quote. Former Ravens offensive tackle, who's now retired, Eugene Monroe had this to say about this letter put his John Hancock on and sign quote it is the responsibility of the medical professionals of the NFL to take this issue on and do something to potentially help players safety and help with their long-term safety close quote now the players realize this isn't 100% safe and and that there could be some backfire to this all but the stance is they want all options open to them, which I can totally understand that. The players' union is looking into alternative therapies, but seemingly 
all those alternative therapies seem to run into roadblocks when it comes to marijuana, especially with concussion issues. That has been the biggest concern or the biggest issue in terms of marijuana use and what it can do to help heal. There, there is some medicinal purpose as to help either tone down the swelling or heal the swelling that concussions bring. And that leads me into what former NBA Commissioner David Stern said late in October of this year when he was asked if marijuana should be legal in the NBA. He said, quote, I'm now at the point where personally, I think it probably should be removed from the ban list. I think there is universal agreement that marijuana for medical purposes should be completely legal. Close quote. I can get with how marijuana could be helpful, especially in the NFL realm, when in my estimation, one of the biggest issues that I believe the shield will ever have is how they can manage or mitigate or control the out of control issue of the massive collisions that lead to massive cases of concussions. CTE being one of the biggest reasons. The I guess the NFL owes it to the players to take a good, hard, earnest look as to see if marijuana could help these players. And I'm not talking about recreational use. I'm talking about medical use because there are some states where you can use marijuana as a drug for healing, not a drug for recreation. And if that could be the case, well, that might be where the NFL may have to head. Speaking about the head. There have been more and more cases of how concussions form and how concussions can play a real big part in the health of a former football player. How when they're playing, things are going well, but when they're retired, just like all the other muscles could atrophy, their brain is doing the same thing. Right now, the NFL and the NBA have a strict policy that they can't smoke weed. They just can't do it. And what can any of us say to that? It's just not allowed. And until it could actually be allowed, why go there? Why tempt it? I mean, there's players like Le'Veon Bell who's been suspended multiple times for smoking weed. And Martavius Bryant who has been suspended for 10 games for it. You know, it, it's just, I mean, it's just bad. It's bad to, to be, re- to really be rebellious and to do it. But on the flip side, if the NFL is willing to dig deeper, and see that if they can come to some sort of legal conclusion that these players could use it to help, not necessarily with just the hurts of the rigors of every week when they collide with one another for some 50, 60, 70 times a game, but it could help, of course, what I think their biggest problem, the brain. Now, I know it's cool and fashionable to to smoke, but sometimes what's cool and fashionable isn't what's right. And I believe that is where the fault of how this conversation seems to go. We should do it because it's the cool thing to do and it's medically safe or some of it is medically safe. In the end, though, the NFL is probably going to have to capitulate to this. And the reason why I think that's the case is because they don't have an answer. They don't have answer one. They have no answer for concussions. They have no answer for how the game is violent enough to where the brain is just not stable and sturdy enough to withstand that type of punishment week after week, football month after football month, year after year. Because shake your head hard once, if you can, and see how you are when you try to regain your balance. Well, imagine going through that same type of brain jolting, 
60 more times. And I get what the players are saying. Anything could help. Anything. And if medical marijuana could do it, we're all for it. So I get that. I really believe that the NFL should do right by its players and look into this issue because it's going to be one that will linger for a long time until something is solved. But until then, the players should stay away from marijuana, should not touch it. And as unpopular as that sentence, phrase, and ideology may sound, if players get caught with it, they hurt their teams. So they shouldn't do anything to hurt their teams. The NFL should do everything possible to help their players. Hopefully they will. Right now it looks like they aren't. If you happen to like this episode or any episode you've heard thus far, come on now, come on now to ColdSportsWithAZ.com. You have something to say? VIP speak is right there. Say it with your chest. ColdSportsWithAZ.com. You want to hear voiceovers or do you want voiceovers? Come on down. ColdSportsWithAZ.com. We can talk with you and we can do that for you. How about books? Cole Johnson is an author. Cole Johnson has books. They are on sale right now at ColdSportsWithAZ.com. You want these pair of earphones that I have? Studio. 15% off. Use the promo code Cole. The ColdSportsWithAZ.com is the link. You want to make your presence felt? You want to make your voice heard? ColdSports VIP room is waiting for you. ColdSportsWithAZ.com is the place. And we don't just do sell stuff we do free stuff too outside of the shop and the books that we have to sell we have a book five greatest quarterbacks in nfl history that's at coldsportswithaz.com then if you want to check out the past episodes and this one right here all you have to do is go into coldsportswithaz.com that's coldsportswithaz.com you can check out me and all of this wonderful brand and its splendor on cold sports with the Z.com. And it doesn't matter if you where you listen to me, how you listen to me, or when you do. I just want you to do this one simple thing, and that is for you to enjoy the content. For the Intelligent Sportsman, I am Cole Johnson. And this is Cold Sports. You've been listening to Cold Sports with Cole Johnson.